So here's a story for you. There's a diamond merchant who is doing business in some city in Africa somewhere. And he's had a very good day. Such a good day that he's walking back to his hotel room with $80,000 cash in his pocket. Uh, eight little envelopes, each with $10,000 US cash in his pocket from a good day of diamond selling in, uh, in Africa. As he's walking towards the hotel, uh, he's walking through a neighborhood that uh, is not the nicest, and he senses somebody coming up from behind him, and he gets mugged. That, that, that some little kid uh, with a knife grabs him from behind and pulls him and just reaches right into his pocket and pulls out the envelopes and runs away into the crowd on the street. So the thing happened so fast that the guy hardly even caught on what was going on, but he realizes that, that he's just been mugged and he's lost a fortune in, in a few seconds. Uh, but as he's sort of getting back to himself, he realizes that, hang on, he feels in his pocket and he sees there's actually one envelope remained. One $10,000 envelope remained in his pocket. The guy grabbed, took seven, but left one, which uh, he was a little bit relieved. At least he's not, uh, not penniless out of the whole thing. But he just lost $70,000 cash. Anyway, he looks around and he sees a, a, a guy who seemed to have seen the whole thing. Very slickly dressed guy um, with a bit of a slimy look on him. But he's smiling and looking. And... The guy says to him, uh, you just got mugged, you okay? He said, yeah, yeah. So he says, I, I think I might be able to find that kid for you. I, th I think I know him. I think I recognize him. And in, with a sort of a, a bit of a mafia look about him, this guy seems to be the, the master of the market over here. And he says, uh, for a small fee, I'm sure I can find him. And... So, uh, he says, okay, what, what's your fee? He said, $10,000. And so, <laughs> what can the guy do? He's just, he's just lost $70,000. He knows that where he is, calling the police is not going to help at all. Uh, the, the police in that particular neighborhood uh, are not all that effective. But this guy looks like he might be effective. And he says, I think I can get back that money for you. But it's going to cost you $10,000. Anyway, fair enough. So he gives the guy the $10,000. And as he does, he, he says a little prayer. He says, God, I had a great day and it was all taken away from me. My prayer is that if you return the money to me, if you, by some miracle, this guy comes back with, with, with my money, I promise that not only... And I, am I going to give the obligatory 10% to charity of, of the earnings? I'm going to give an extra additional 10% to charity to say thanks for the miracle. So please, God, help me out here. I, I, I'm in this foreign country. I don't know what's going on. I've got this mafia guy who's out there doing the work for me. Please, God, bring me back the money and I'll give not just the 10% of 
of, of charity of tzedakah that I would anyway have given, but I'll give an additional 10%. Sure enough, the uh, mafia guy comes back not long after with seven envelopes, untouched, $10,000 in them, and he gives it to our friend, our mugging victim friend. Well, thank God he, he did it. The guy gets home, and the first thing he does, he goes straight to his rabbi. And he says, Rabbi, I've got a story for you. And he tells him the story of what happened. And he says that, you know, the promise that he made. And he says, I want to fulfill that promise right now, Rabbi. And so here I have for you $7,000 of miser, of, of the tithe that I would give anyway, and an additional $7,000 that I promised to God for the miracle that happened, that this money was returned to me. And the rabbi says, thank you very much. But being quite a sharp guy himself, this rabbi, he said, I appreciate very much, but I think that to fulfill your promise, you really need to give 16000 not 14000 The guy says, why? He says, well, because... What about the original $10,000? I mean, you made $80,000 on, on the deal. That $10,000 you should also be giving charity from, and you should also be keeping your, your promise from that as well. It should be $16,000, not, not $14,000. The guy says, no, no, no the $10,000 wasn't stolen from me. So that, that $10,000 I kept, there, there was no promise for, for that. I mean, of course, I have to give charity for that, but the extra amount, I don't need to give from that. That one, I didn't, I didn't lose. It wasn't stolen from me. In fact, I had to spend that to get the 70000 back. So I lost the $10,000, which wasn't stolen from me in the first place. So in my promise, that's not included. The rabbi says, I think it should be included. And I'll prove it to you. I'll prove it to you from the story of Hanukkah. There is a, a fascinating question that's asked about Hanukkah. And that is, why do we celebrate Hanukkah for eight days? We know the story that after the Greeks had uh, conquered the temple and they defiled it, they, they made it impure. They didn't destroy the temple, but they, but they contaminated it. One of the things they did is that they sought out the oil that was used to light the menorah, the candelabrum in the, in the temple. They sought out the oil and they contaminated all of the oil in the temple. They didn't want the Jewish people to be a source of light, to bring light and illuminate the world, and so they contaminated all of the oil. And once the Greeks had been conquered by the Hasmoneans, a heroic rebel army of Jewish people, a small army who defeated a massive superpower, the, Greek, the Syrian Greeks, after the victory they came to clean up the temple and rededicate it. Sanukkah means to dedicate, to rededicate. They rededicated the temple. They started the services again, cleaned up, and they wanted to light the menorah. But they couldn't find oil. All of the oil had become contaminated, destroyed by, by the, the Greeks. And they searched and searched until eventually they did find one jar of oil that was untouched. And this oil they used to light the menorah. However, that oil was not a tiny jar. It must have been a decent-sized jar. It was enough to light the menorah for one night, but 
only one night. To get new oil would take a full week of traveling and pressing oil and bringing it back to Jerusalem. And so therefore, what's going to happen? You need to light the menorah every evening in the temple. And there's going to be, be enough oil for one day, only not, not for the, the week after. But the miracle happened, and that is that they lit the oil for the one night. And it lasted eight nights. It, it didn't, didn't uh, run out. It didn't get, get burnt out. It lasted eight nights. So therefore, we celebrate eight nights, eight days of Hanukkah. However, the question that's asked by our sages is, hang on a minute. The miracle of Hanukkah lasted how many days? Seven days, not eight days. The first night they had oil. They had oil to light for the first night. The miracle was that it lasted an extra seven nights. So therefore, why do we celebrate Hanukkah for eight nights? We should celebrate Hanukkah for seven nights. Because one night was not miraculous. One night they had oil for. The miracle was the ensuing seven nights. Why do we have eight nights of Hanukkah? This question has been asked and discussed and answered in hundreds, maybe thousands of different ways. Some sages have, have offered different answers to this question uh, from all different angles. It's one of the questions that is dealt with every Hanukkah people discuss it. One interesting answer was given by the Maral Tzintz, his name is, uh, a rabbi from Poland a couple hundred years ago, where he gives the story of our diamond merchant. And he says that the reason why the rabbi told him that he needs to give not only 10% plus 10% of the 70,000 that was stolen from him, but also from the 10,000 that remained with him, is because that's also a miracle. The miracle was not just that the 70,000 was returned to him, but also that the 10,000 wasn't stolen in the first place. How did that happen? How, how was it that he was left with any money after he was mugged? And that money that he was left with, he was able to then employ this interesting shady character to chase back the rest of the money and he got it all back. So you don't just celebrate the 70,000 that was returned to you. You should also be celebrating, maybe even more so, the 10,000 that remained with you in the first place. That was also a miracle. When you said to God, I'll, I'll pay you for your miracles, I will, I'll, I'll repay you with thanks by giving to charity. Well, the miracle of the 10,000 remaining was the biggest miracle of all and brought about the other miracles. So too, in the story of Hanukkah, the fact that the oil lasted seven extra days was indeed a miracle. But even bigger than that was the fact that they found the oil in the first place. The Greeks had gone about deliberately destroying all the oil in the temple, trying to contaminate everything. The fact that they missed a jar was itself a miracle. How did they miss it? Some say it was buried underground. How did, how did a jar of oil end up buried underground? How, how did it remain? That itself was a miracle. And from that miracle came the other miracle of the, the oil lasting an extra seven days. So therefore we celebrate Hanukkah for eight days. The first day for the miracle of discovering the oil. The fact that we had that oil that remained, that they missed it. And then seven extra days because the oil lasted seven extra days. So to our friend who was mugged. He has to celebrate not just the 70,000 that was returned to him, but also the 10,000 that never left, that was always there, that always remained behind, and that was the catalyst for bringing back the other 70. He should be giving $16,000 to charity, not 14,000. From here, we learn a general principle. Miracles can and do happen, but they only happen when they have a base from which to happen. 
And that base is faith. When you are in a situation of difficulty, of, of challenge, uh, where things seem impossible, the impossible may happen, but it will only happen if you create the vessel, the container for it, by having faith. If you remain positive and, and believe that things can happen, from that belief, things can happen. If you are resolved to, uh, to, to tragedy, to, to, to evil, to bad, to, that, that things are lost, if you've given up, so then that giving up does not allow room for a miracle to happen. But if re what remains by you, even if things are difficult and even if you've gone through terrible things, but if, if, if you, you have a little bit of faith left that, that you're holding on to, by holding on to that, that is the catalyst for miracles that come afterwards. That jar of oil that remains, that cannot be touched by anyone on the outside, it, it's always there. If you can find that, finding that oil is what brings about the miracle of the oil that can extend and, and, and bring down all the blessings that, that you need. So, not just the miracle that comes is miraculous, but the greatest miracle is that we can have, we have the power to maintain faith even when there's no hope in front of us. There's no obvious way out. That is the miracle of Hanukkah. And so we should celebrate not just the 70,000 that miraculously comes back to us, but the 10,000 that remains. Not just the oil that lasts seven days supernaturally, but the oil that lasted one day because they found it, they believed that they could find it, they dug and they found that oil. And we should all celebrate miracles, real miracles, this Hanukkah for, the, for us and the entire world, not just the supernatural events that are going to come, but the miracle of faith that we have with us right now at this moment. Amen. Thanks for listening and happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah starts tomorrow night. Don't forget to light your menorah the first night and every night. Yeah.